Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David. <coughs> ah. And today we are collectively out of our heads, thanks to watching Out of His Head. Oh boy. It's episode 14 of Transformers Prime, uh, first aired May 7th, 2011. It's another uh, Nicole Dubuck episode. Now, did she write the last one? Uh, she did not. She pre- she Wait. wrote uh, Deus Ex Machina, which is the first uh, one with knockout and breakdown, where they're looking for that uh, gold sphere. Oh, that's why this one's so gay. I mean, okay, <laughs> it's just a little gay, but the point is, uh, it's yet again another example of them splitting up multi-parter sort of writing duties yes and this isn't this, show. this isn't explicitly like a part two kind of thing but we do get a previously on transformers prime well that counts yes. i mean if it has I don't, a specific I think it, if it has a previously and that's not the normal standard of regular episodes it counts as a two-parter yeah that's if it's not like dragon ball z and it's always a previously yeah. except the previous <laughs> as, as a brief aside <laughs> The first time I watched an episode of Dragon Ball Z, my thoughts at the end were, at at the beginning of that episode, these two guys were fighting, and at the end of it, they were still fighting. <laughs> but uh, no, a lot more happens here than an episode of Dragon Ball Z, well, yes. which is good. And well, also, they the, don't... That was only really bad when Frieza was fighting Goku. Most other times, one fight would be one episode. I think it was the the Vegeta Goku. That was was the second example I was thinking of. I was like, oh yeah, Vegeta, that fight. But that fight was many stages and there were other characters involved. Yeah, you know, they they don't actually show you in that clip on the internet, but uh, after he asked what his power level is, the the whole, it's over 9,000 thing, it starts in one episode, Uh he finishes saying (laughs) 9,000 in the subsequent episode. Oh, the confusion with that. I, the, the thing is, I think in the original Japanese, I think it was 8,000. Oh, that's not nearly oh. impressive enough. I know. <laughs> I mean, geez, who doesn't have a power level of over 8,000? Um, there there was an episode during the Frieza stuff where at the beginning, for like a week at the beginning of the episode... The planet had five minutes until it destructed, and then by the end of the episode, it was still there. So, so, so what we're saying anyway, is, this is kind of a boring episode. What I, we're saying is, this is a little bit of meta plot. It's it's meta plot enough to have a recap, but not enough of a meta plot to be part two. No, and, and this show is not shy about doing the part twos. Yeah. I mean, we started off with a five-parter. Well, that, yeah. that's that's cheating. We haven't had any since. <laughs> no, but we're going to get one, I guess, at the end of the season. Yeah, that, that's a usual thing. Beast Wars would have multi-parters in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's true. I guess this is kind of our mid-season multi-parter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does involve a pretty significant change to what has been the status quo so far. Yes. And that's usually what happens in your mid-season multi-parter. Yeah, because this is definitely a sort of we're wrapping up plots kind of multi-parter. Yeah. So last time on Transformers Prime, uh, Bumblebee ended up going inside Megatron's head 
but whilst escaping from uh, his Inception-esque mindscape, uh, ended up with Megatron in his head, hence the episode title, Out of His Head. Oh, Where I is my mind? Where is my mind at? I remember songs from the 90s, but I don't remember much of them. Clearly not. <laughs> I don't remember. Was that Green Day? No. No, oh. that was, I believe, the Pixies. Yes. It's oh. uh, probably most prominently used at the end of Fight Club. Oh, right. Ah. right. That, that's probably the only... That might have been the first time I ever heard a Pixies song. I still, I know they exist, I just don't know shit about them. <sighs> anyway, the main thing this made me think of was another 90s song, um, Out of My Head by Fastball. Ah, I was actually, was it by Lit, I think, which mostly I just know because it was like, I saw, <laughs> again, <laughs> the Dragon Ball Z in AMV. I'm loving it. Now I have to like Google and make sure this is a thing that even exists. Well, finding old well, AMVs might be really difficult. Well, now I'm just hoping that there's some sort of AMV set to. I'm just hoping there's some sort of. Go on. Oh, it's what I'm thinking of is over my head, uh, which actually, come to think about it, I think was used in Titan AE. Well, the only song I can yeah. think of from uh, Titan A is Can You Take Me High? It wasn't even in the movie. It was just in the trailer, and that's fine because that I hated that for making me actually like that song. I mean, listen, that, that trailer is clearly the most that anybody ever saw of Titan AE. <laughs> I for the saw three of the us. entire movie in because theaters. of that trailer. Well, okay, I get, wait, I saw it with at least one of my roommates. Probably Tom. <laughs> I I saw it in the theater. I was I was very excited about it. Oh, uh, you poor I thing! Was, I was very largely because of that trailer, and I was very let down. <clears throat> anyway, so I didn't know Janine uh, Garofalo had that many knees. <laughs> That's too many knees. <laughs> Not if you're a furry. Mm. Anyway. anyway. So- so yeah, let's I'll start write. the episode. We're not given, we don't know exactly what the whole deal with the nature of Starscream, or of Bumblebee's possession is here. Initially, I thought it was like a superior Spider-Man thing, where it's just Megatron pretending to be Bumblebee all the time. But yeah, it, it's That just really makes me vague. think, like, what it, if Megatron did that, but then he didn't know how to communicate in, like, the bleeps and bloops that Bumblebee does? Yeah, <laughs> so he's just so walking around saying, things. uh, beep, 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 bloop. I was very disappointed that we never at any point got, like, threatening beeps. <laughs> yeah, also, I was really, I really expected it to be more like some sort of mental conflict going on that was, like, like what happened with Bumblebee and Megatron in Megatron's head. Right, like, kind of yeah. like, like Professor some sort X of... versus the Shadow King kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, sadly, there is no Aubrey Plaza to be found here. Ah, uh, <laughs> she's the best Shadow uh, King. I kind of want to watch that show, but uh, is it on FX? Yeah, I always forget about it. I need to watch the second season. Good show. I watched the first season. I haven't it's finished this season show. yet, but it is. Yeah. Anyway, but no, it's it's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde thing where Bumblebee sort of lapses into unconsciousness, and Megatron seizes control, and Bumblebee has no recognition of it. Yeah, and all you yeah, really it's, it's see, all that's really hard visually to even tell it's happening. Yeah, all that's really visually represented is like Megatron's face, like with a flashlight held under his chin, <laughs> yeah. in the darkness of the depths of Bumblebee's subconscious. I guess, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But no. Uh, so Ratchet is—he's more worried about Optimus Prime, who is just recovering from a bout of cybonic plague, and is kind of doing the you know better one. Better two, uh, thing with his, like, robot eyeballs. Aww. Mm. He's gotta calibrate. He's got calibrations. Uh. And yes, RC is very surprised that she's, uh, saying that, uh, oh yeah, that thankfully Megatron was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a good thing Megatron is still alive. Yes. And indeed he is alive, uh, in the body yeah. of Bumblebee. Cause she's <gasps> saying that line, to Megatron in Bumblebee. Yes. Yes. So, but again, it's hard to say how much of that, you know, Bumblebee's response to that is him being actual Bumblebee. Yes. But anyway, enough of that. It's time to play some basketball. Sort of. So, this is not the first time that the Autobots have played basketball. Am I drooling correctly, Spike? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> As in G1. Uh, the Master Builders is the episode. Yes. Uh, so this is the second time that basketball Well, speaking of gay, that is a really good episode. <laughs> well, uh, there's also, I think, some sort of Nike commercial with, um, uh, for Dark of the Moon, I think. What? Oh no, apparently it was an ESPN uh... commercial. Oh, I probably do. It's, it's like Mark Cuban, who's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Sure. And he hired Optimus Prime to play for the Mavericks. And I think it ended up with Optimus Prime, like, shooting the basket or something. Because it's murder crazy Prime. murder Optimus Prime. Yeah, whoa. It's crazy murder movie Prime. Whoa, whoa, uh, taking a guy's face. That's foul. Speaking of our odd flashbacks to weird things that happened, uh, Bumblebee has a flashback to being Megatron. So, what, is is this a subtle reference to the Basketball Diaries? Oh, <laughs> that may be the weirdest joke I've ever made. I'm going to say no. <laughs> That's a strange movie. Great, uh, great young Leo DiCaprio performance in that. I I haven't actually seen it. Oh, good movie. I I just have heard of it. Ah. I was get confused. I was used to get confused with Hoop Dreams, which is a totally different movie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Miko is refereeing this, and clear. I don't. I don't know if basketball is a big thing in Japan, but she clearly has no idea how basketball is played because these guys are traveling all over the place. I uh, Oh, that's. I don't. It's hard to tell how popular sports that are not like soccer are in Japan. Well, other than baseball, like. Soccer's popular, baseball's popular, but there have been enough basketball anime and manga series that I think it's kind of popular. 
Yeah, I mean, there have been, like, some classic ones. <laughs> yeah, Salem so Dunk. That I forget but, the name of. But there, there's also... Yes. There, there's um, Shield 21 or whatever the fuck football anime, but I don't think football's really popular at all in Japan. Well, I remember there was some uh, American football, not uh, foreign football. Yeah, I was going to say, you mean soccer? There was actually some controversy about high school football in Japan recently. Oh? Really? Where I think a quarterback or uh, some, some player uh, said that he was, you know, ordered by his coach to, like, deliberately injure the other team's quarterback. It was a whole thing. Huh. Weird. Wow. I do know so, I mean, that... Hockey is not that popular in Japan. I think there's only ever been one hockey manga. Uh, Maybe two. No anime yet, though. But there's an ice skating one. Oh, uh, yeah. Like figure skating? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. I remember that was a- You haven't heard of it? I on ice that's like ridiculously popular and kind of gay, but not gay, but gay. I don't, I've never watched it because I don't give a shit about figure skating. I mean, it's about figure Most skating. I don't want to resort to ugly stereotypes here, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's the if thing. If it's about it's figure like, skating, it's probably going to be a little gay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's how things work. Anyway, that's like our sixth digression and we're only like a minute into the episode. <laughs> yeah, so they're badly playing basketball. Uh Bumblebee kind of starts having like Nam flashbacks to being Megatron and just chucks the ball at Bulkhead. Because they're playing with the, the lobbing ball from uh, a few episodes ago. Because they already have the prop But I guess it doesn't bounce because they're not bouncing this. Which is kind of the no. point of basketball. Kind yeah. I think if you're just carrying it around, it's like that uh, that Aztec basketball that they played with severed heads. Well, yeah, but wait, isn't that what? Aren't you playing that one with your knees or something? I'm not sure. I think that's right. Something I, there's some. I don't weird think Bulkhead could conceivably play that, and also they're not using a severed head. He doesn't really have knees. Anyway, so Megatron, he's sort of he's sort of going through his memories, saying, you know, how did I not die in this giant explosion? And, oh, yeah, there was a big chunk of dark energy on in me. And also Starscream yanked it out. Yeah, so basically at this point, he's like, okay, so I'm going to geek out here. He's he's like a death knight, like, or even like in a, in a D&D sense of being like a death knight, where he didn't necessarily die, but he went through a process that made him undead. And so you can't just uh, yeah. kill him now because he is undead, even though he didn't have a moment that you could say that was when he died and then was raised from the dead. Yeah. So, cool. the, so he's so, undead now. What I'm saying is that Megatron. So what you're on. saying is that that is not dead, which can eternal lie, and with strange eons, even death may die. I I already used yes. that reference for last episode in tweet. Dang. I was going to say Megatron must get back, get back to where he once belonged. Belongs. Belongs. <laughs> ah, I'm bad at the musical references. Listen, it's all right, and it's going on. You got to get right back to where we started from. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so- Megatron kind of is like a Lovecraftian thing at this point. A little bit of um. I say he's a Death Knight. Well, I mean, as oh, it turns out, he's going to have a connection to an Elder God. Ah, yeah. Well, yes, that's fair. I I am not going to make uh, comparative sexiness between him and and Arthas from Warcraft. 
I don't know anything about that, but I assume Arthas is uh, like uh, like the, the Warcraft version of Dudley Moore. No, is wait, is, <laughs> no. is Arthas the Lich King? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, he was. Well, whatever. Well, I haven't gotten that far yet. He's not. He hasn't showed up and died. Or wait, maybe he has showed up and died. I just haven't done any raids. Yeah, that was in a raid. Anyway, so so back at. Uh... I I like to uh I like to go on my death night and try to get the mount that he drops, and I call it asking daddy for a pony. <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> Anyone who has played the game will at least appreciate that, I hope. <laughs> so, back at uh, Casa Decepticon, um, Starscream is uh, hanging out with the now brain-dead Megatron, uh, saying that the Decepticons need a leader, not a decorative centerpiece. <laughs> but they buffed him that's up That's a pretty so solid nice. burn. Yeah, that's a good one. It, it, this is a good scene. They made him all shiny. And also, hey, uh, he's all, hey, I've got this uh, this big chunk of uh, dark energy on. Uh Looks like uh, you can't have it. Oh, oh, do you want this back in you? Oh, you can't have it. Oh. Starscream is a jerk. He's the best jerk. And yeah, pretty much knockout, everything about this uh, scene is great with the framing and everything. Oh, yeah, Knockout wanders in. Knock, yeah, knock, he, knockout. Come, coming in to sass things up. <laughs> because, of course, he is in on this whole thing with Starscream, where, you know, Starscream's going to take over and he's going to be second in command. Yes. Which I guess they're just going to have to shut Soundwave out of all of this. Well, I mean, you know, maybe Soundwave is one of those guys who's all, well, you know, I serve the leader of the Decepticons. And if Megatron is dead and Starscream is the leader, I serve Starscream. Yeah, Soundwave's kind of like the treasurer. He's always there, but not important enough. I was going to say like Obsidian from Beast Machines. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sadly. Obviously, we had the cool voice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so back in uh, Jasper, Nevada, uh, Raph is late for school because his ride did not show up. Uh-huh. Because his ride is currently possessed by Megatron and is just crushing random stuff. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, drink, we get another uh, I Needed I That needed from that. Ratchet. Uh, the fourth one. Yes. Which... I check my notes to make sure, okay, yeah, it's number four, which reminds, wait, have there not been any, like, solid Prime speeches in a while, or have I just fallen back on counting? It has been a while. He ha- I mean, he was, okay. like, dying for most of the last episode. Yeah, I, I know. He hasn't, like, been in, like, the last few episodes. But, right, like, and then he um, wasn't in really in Predatory at all, so, yeah, we've no, got a little more yeah. speed metal well, that much. No, that's, he's not in that one much either. Or, and I don't think he gets any speeches in this one. Maybe they no. decided, uh, we gotta tone it down a little. Uh, we're we're wearing Peter Cullen out. He thanks Ratchet Wait. at the beginning, but that's not really a speech. No. Like you have my eternal gratitude, Ratchet. For uh, it is I uh, for I nearly perished at this terrible Decepticon disease. <laughs> no, he doesn't really do that. Ah. So yeah, so Bumblebee finally, you know, he says, you know, hey, uh, this is uh, you know. Kind of a nice that we don't get him hiding it from everybody to sort of delay the plot. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. I'm having weird-ass Megatron visions. Uh, I think I'm, like, messed up. You might want to check that out. Yeah, it doesn't, like, at the end of the last episode, it felt like Megatron was going to be mostly in control. And then it's not, and it 
feels like this plot should be going on like for four episodes in the background, but it it's over and done with in this one, which is kind I'm, of a shame. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I don't know. I, I like a secret so, Megatron plot. <laughs> I mean, it sort of gets to a point where, you know, Bumblebee, there, there are very few of them, and they sort of live in close quarters. So if you act yeah. like Megatron for long, people are going to figure it out. Yeah, it kind of doesn't work with just yeah. a cast of five. If it was like more like G1, it'd be easier to carry yes. over if you got like dozens of people. Yes. Anyway, so, uh, so anyway, this is all going on. They're gonna, they're gonna shut him down for a while. Just to, you know, turn it off, see if it, uh, also, it's working when you turn it back on. Ratchet, Ratchet very much, I think, has gone fully over into the realm of being a, a Marvel Comics doctor at this point. Yeah. Since yeah. he can just do any, like, this is clearly a separate field of study, psychiatric medicine at this point. He's like neurology at yeah. this point. I mean, listen, we can't just bring in a specialist. That's, uh, you have to hire a voice actor, have to make a model, you know, see if Hasbro wants to sell a toy. Yeah. Anyway, this is all going on, and uh, they get a very... Initially unhelpful call from Agent Fowler, who wants to know if they saw any uh, Decepticons wearing uh, hula skirts. <laughs> Prime has no time for his sense of humor. Hmm. And yeah, it 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 turns out that uh, the Decepticons have stolen the lens from the Hyuk Nigogosian Telescope, which is named after two. Transformers Prime Directors, which is why it has a weird name. Oh, okay. Aha. Uh-huh. I figured maybe it was a real thing. It is thing, not a real that's thing. That's why it had a weird yeah, name. Yeah, it was okay. weird enough that that's it's figured, weird. uh, and those do kind of sound like scientist names. But no, I mean, they, they, I mean, they didn't even use the real name for the, uh, the very, was it the very large array? Yeah. The, the, I yeah, think they, they called it, it the, ex- the extremely huge array or something. <laughs> it was something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, right. The, the Sean Negosian guy who really sounds like a Lovecraftian monster. Yes. Forgot about that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but luckily this had a tracking device in it for plot convenience. I was going to say, how do you put a tracking device in a lens? It's just a big piece of glass. Yeah, but well, then I thought, like, you know, a camera lens actually has mechanical parts around the pieces yeah, of I glass. Yeah, I assume this isn't just probably... a big piece of glass. Yeah, they, they, but, but it looks I, like they kind of took the whole array and just glued it onto a gun. Yeah, I mean, I like that this is like a very Generation 1, the Decepticons have stolen a thing from humans. Oh, yeah. Kind of plot. <laughs> that is never yeah, mentioned Yeah, it was again. very... G1 plot that he stole this thing from the humans that he's then going to use to dig up a bunch of energon. By melting Well, it's, it's never caps. mentioned again because they blow it the hell up at the end of this episode. <laughs> Admittedly, yeah. Well, yes. It sucks to be your telescope, humans. Yeah, he's, he's going to... So it's basically, it's like the plot of fire on the mountain and fire in the sky. Yeah. Whereas fire on the mountain, they had like a, a thing that made things really hot that they wanted to steal... To find Energon, and then in Fire in the Sky, they were digging in ice to find energy. Yes, yeah, so, but they're, they're kind of building a low-scale weathered dominator out of it. Wait, uh, 
Well, no, no, they're, they're basically using it like a big magnifying glass. Well, to, to, yes. Yeah, it's dominating the weather in a very localized area. <laughs> well, yes. So, yeah, there, there's a big, like, inaccessible energy on deposit under the Arctic, and the Decepticons are just going to melt the ice until they can get to it. And obviously this is bad for Earth. Yeah. That's the other thing, is that this Decepticon plan is bad for Earth. Yes. Yeah. Which is how these things always uh-huh. are. So yeah, we cut to the Arctic, and indeed they're doing exactly the thing that they said they're doing. And it, this is just like a big magnifying glass that they're zapping a bunch of ants with. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, so Bumblebee is shut down. Uh, Raph insists on talking to him, and Ratchet is there, and he's just not having any of this. Oh yeah, R- Ratchet reacts to a family photos the way I do, just sort of grimacing and uh, yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. There's some great like, uh, like, disinterested voice acting when- from Jeffrey Combs here. Yes. People start talking about their babies. Oh, yes. Yeah. I want to see pictures of yeah, your tiny yeah. Winston, bald Winston Churchill. Yes, it is oh, yeah. adorable, yes. is it not? It's great. Yeah, ratchet, Ratchet, this is a picture of my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep, that's, that's, that's great. And yeah, he t- it, it turns out that Raph that Rat has like a zillion siblings, uh, one of whom... Yeah, there's a picture of like, there's like eight people in the picture, I think, and he mentions a sister when he's talking to Comatose Bumblebee who can't hear. Although, yeah. I, I kind of like to imagine that Megatron can hear, and he's just sort of screaming. <laughs> or grunting, like, Ugh, yes, like, your uh... sister, I know. You've told me about five things she's done horribly to you. Destroy her! Man, it would be kind of great if he had control of him, he was just giving him terrible life advice. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh my god. If Megatron was actually, like, pulled a, a Deathsaurus and adopted the small child. Aww. Actually a sucker for small children. Sadly, that is not what happens. However, yes, this is when we learned that Raph gets away with all that he does because his, he's got delinquent parents. Yes. So anyway, um, Optimus, Arcee, and Bulkhead, they've gone to the Arctic to uh, to find the ship. Whilst Ratchet and Bumblebee are there. So, you know, he's gotta go fix that stuff. And then, so Ratchet has to go fix the stuff that Bumblebee previously smashed. So while this is going on, uh, Bumblebee wakes up and just turns on the ground bridge. He just, uh, he, he gets to back, uh, the sort of desolate ground back in, um, the Darkness Rising multi-parter, where they fought all those, uh, zombie Decepticons. And he finds a chunk of Dark Energon, gets back in the ground bridge, and then just friggin' punches Ratchet. Yeah, well, well, um, Ratchet gets to say Dark Energon again. Yes, he does. (laughs) Dark Energon. Is that a piece of Dark Energon? Punch. Oh, I loved his Dark Energon. (laughs) (laughs) So he he doesn't, uh, he he has a chance to, like, squoosh Raph here. But he does not. Hmm. This is, uh, this is Bumblebee's inherent goodness. He's got better things to do. Well, Raph attributes it to that, but I think it's Megatron just like, this thing is beneath him. Like, I... He doesn't care. Even though these aren't actually my hands, I don't want to get squooshed person all over him. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, he's still got to feel all that squooshed person until he gets back in his own body. (laughs) 
So Ratchet finally realizes that, oh, hey, uh, you know, sometimes when you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes back. (laughs) And that the uh, neuro patch was like a two-way street. So now Bumblebee is full of Megatron. So we got to, so I'm going in and, uh, so Raph insists that, you know, Bumblebee is family and I've got to go too and Ratchet is all, alright, fine. Alright. I mean, that fine. seems like something that maybe they should have considered when Bump, I mean, I guess A, that's something they should have considered when Bumblebee was gonna do it in the first place, but B, would that have changed? I mean, anything? I guess this is all sort of theoretical. Yeah. So, yeah. Be, and because I don't think that Ratchet had ever actually done this before. He just read about it in like but evil medical journals. They, oh, I guess the Decepticons had one of them lying mm-hmm. around. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's anything the Autobots are willing to use under normal circumstances. I mean, I think they explicitly said that That's it was fair. illegal under Autobot law. Yeah. <laughs> and yet somehow Ratchet read <laughs> enough of the Autobots. medical journals to know. What was he doing back on Cybertron? Was he borderline mad scientist? <laughs> yes. He just had some unauthorized journal subscriptions. Uh. <laughs> yes. He he liked to go in all the confiscated stuff and look it over. Keeping him under his mattress. Yes. Oh man, yes. Alright, so uh so back in the Arctic, uh Starscream is all, oh hey, those people. And oh, yeah, uh yeah. um Starscream yeah. uh shows his love of the A team. Yes, he does say that he loves it <laughs> when a plan comes together. Yeah, which I, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure I've heard it since the A-Team, but it's probably come up in something, but it always makes me think of the A-Team when I hear that line. I mean, it's definitely an A-Team line. Hmm. Yes. So, so, you know, Knockout shows up and he's like, hey, let me handle this, Starscream. And he handles <laughs> it by having somebody else go fight the Autobots. In this case, Breakdown. <laughs> Send in the bear. Yeah, monosyllabic bear. He, I think he has one line in this episode, but most of it's just cackling and grunting, which was fine by me. Yeah, we're, we're just paying Adam Baldwin like half scale today. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But yes, I do appreciate that Knockout takes care of it by telling <laughs> someone else to take care of it. Well, it's the exact uh, same thing Starscream used to do. Alternately, by telling his boyfriend to take yes. care of it. And of course, he's only fighting uh, RC and Bulkhead because Prime is off reenacting Cliffhanger. <laughs> yes. He's gonna go fight John Lithgow. Oh no. Uh, wait, I think Prime would probably Make win. Starscream John Lithgow? I mean, I don't know. Does Starscream love Progresso Soup? Probably. <laughs> Does anyone... Really? Well, have you heard those John Lithgow commercials? John Lithgow loves Progresso Soup. Yeah. <laughs> what if he gets energetic about almost anything? Well, that's true. He commits. That, uh, shooing Sasquatches does. away. All sorts of things. Go, go away! <laughs> get out of here! Anyway, uh, Ratchet <laughs> and Raph, they get to the ship, uh, a bunch of vehicons have just been beat to hell, and they get to the lab, Bumblebee has already hooked himself up to this thing. And then Bumblebee, I don't know if he's normally this strong or if it's like somehow Megatron strength? Question mark? Because he just um, smacks Ratchet across. Well, Ratchet is an old man and, and he's already hit him once in this episode. 
Yeah, Ratchet's, I mean, Bumblebee's not much of a fighter, but Ratchet is less of a fighter. This is true. Yeah, Ratchet was holding his own against zombie Decepticons, but I think that's the only other time we've seen him fight. With his knife hands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Gotta be careful taking on zombies zombies in melee range, though. Yeah, so so there's a whole rigmarole here, but the upshot is that uh, Megatron wins. He gets the Dark Energon into his own body, gets his mind back in his own body, and Megatron lives. Dun-dun-dun! <gasps> a bunch of Vicons show up, and he's just all, hey, you take care of these Autobots. I have uh, my own extermination to perform. <laughs> I appreciate that the Viacons are just like, all right. Yep. No, this isn't the weirdest thing I've seen on this ship. That's for sure. <laughs> they got no problem with this. They. The, oh no! I guess the union's over, but he'll kill us unless we obey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Ratchet, Bumblebee, and Raph—they just beat feet out of there. So Prime finally uh, gets it. Gets to the top of this, uh, this plateau and just, again, does the Stallone in cliff jumper leap onto this Decepticon ship. Cliffhanger. Jump? He cliff jumps like cliff jumper doesn't in the old G1 episode. Yes. Uh, we're layering together jokes, but we're skipping over Starscream accusing Knockout of not watching the rear. Yes. <laughs> I, I made a note of that, too. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, when would he ever not be watching the rear? <laughs> Come on. Well, Starscream really doesn't have a rear. He's kind of flat. All scrub. Oh, yeah, that... Uh... So, when when Megatron, still in Bumblebee, is, like, about to hook up to Megatron's body, he, like, <laughs> talks as Megatron. Oh, yeah. With Megatron's voice... And while we're at it, Bumblebee in Megatron's head still had to beep. So is this like a neurological condition? I assume so, yes. Yeah, well, wasn't it? That I, it couldn't be an issue with his voice box at that point, with like his physical, like, vocal apparatus, then it has to be like a neurological condition. Wasn't that kind of implied in the movies because his voice box technically gets repaired at the end of the first movie? Right, I, I think, think maybe it came well, up in one just... of the comic adaptations or something where it was something beyond that mechanical. That was just stupid. Well, in writing. Revenge of the Fallen, I think Sam just says that he's playing it up for sympathy. Huh. Yeah, but that it <laughs> kind of carries over here is weird that he be it. it nah. I don't like that this Bumblebee is movie. Bumblebee. Maybe we'll get a better explanation in Bumblebee movie. Uh huh. I don't. I think that he's looks be... so friendly. Beep it. it looks so good, but I think he's just going to be beeping and booping through that, too. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be, uh, like, all 80s music. Ooh! Ooh. That's not so bad. <laughs> Ooh, uh, David Bowie beeps. <laughs> so yeah, Prime jumps out of the ship, and then, he, you know, he's rattling through them in truck mode. RC and Bulkhead are fighting breakdown. RC does a cool superhero landing. <laughs> she does. She's so great. And then Starscream just turns this heat ray on Prime, who just keeps coming. Yeah, it's a very he's a Marvel comic-y thing. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, it is... Yeah. Oh, it's definitely yeah. the end of a Marvel movie, because there's a giant beam. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, yeah, and it's not shooting directly into the sky. It's shooting down at the ground. But, yeah. 
It's it's hard to complain about the fights in this show or comment on them other than, hey, that looked cool, or that's yes. a little video gamey. Yeah. So Prime blows this thing up. Sorry about your telescope, humans. Got to build a new one. I mean, we are space aliens. We probably have better technology anyway. But Prime is still kind of messed up and starts to do all the, you know, Megatron should never have let you live, Prime. Oh, yeah, Starscream just... I really like that scene where Starscream's just flying up through the clouds and starts diving down towards Prime to... And then what Megatron... Seems like in- just murder him by ramming into him, nose cone first. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess he's loading a missile, too, but still. Yeah. But instead, but, yeah, Megatron, yeah, who's Megatron also in vehicle mode, just up. slams into him. Ah, damn it, Megatron. Yes. You almost won! Yeah, but it, if it if Starscream did it, it just wouldn't be the same. No. Oh, he'd be, he'd be even madder at no, Starscream. No, it really wouldn't. And Starscream be. tries to hold play it off as, oh, 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 it's, oh, it's a miracle. Uh, Megatron, you're alive. You're alive. And it'll be a miracle, Starscream, if you survive what I have planned for you. Yeah, so what, what he actually says is that Megatron's greatest mistake was letting Prime live. Yes. And then Megatron, at this point, says, no, his greatest, <laughs> one of his greatest mistakes was letting Starscream live. Yes. Because, I mean, come on. That's fair. And so, yeah, he doesn't even care about what the Autobots are doing now. He is just going to inflict grievous harm upon Starscream. Yeah. He's just going to go perform some domestic yeah, abuse. and the Autobots are all, uh, yeah, we're just going to go home. <laughs> I'll leave him to Swinging it. Swinging Starscream around by his tail fins, dragging him around by his head, and Starscream's all whining like the best submissive ever. <laughs> and yeah, at one point, Megatron just throws Starscream in jet mode. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Although it was kind of like then, a King Kong throw. Yes. So yeah, so every pretty much everybody's in the Arctic now, and somehow they have to get home. I guess Jack and Miko ran the ground bridge? Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, that's a good question, because, like, yeah, they probably they call... Jack. They probably called Jack because no, don't call Miko. She's crazy. No, but like, shouldn't they have a remote control for that or something? At least to like bring back at this point. I mean, this you is would like think third or fourth time that shit has happened. Yeah, but you think you know Miko is gonna. That's definitely send gonna you... result in like the Decepticon stealing that and teleporting into their base. Mm. Miko is gonna send you, like, three other funny places first before she actually brings you home. I don't know, could you... I'm gonna send you somewhere you're gonna get me takeout. Yes. Well, no, 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 you don't even want to get that far. The idea of teaching her how to open the bridge in the first place. Imagine the places she would want oh, to go herself. God. This is true. Well, I guess we're gonna find that out, uh... Yeah... Yeah, we're going to find that out next episode, why you should not allow her to use this, the ground bridge. <laughs> yeah, it does not lead to anything but trouble. Nope. She cannot be trusted. But all's well that ends in uh, that ends well in this episode, at least, where even though Megatron is back, uh, you know, everybody back at the Autobot base is back to normal and nobody has any, you know, evil brains in their head or anything. That is important. And so, yeah, that is out of his head. Um, It's kind of like a a bit of a wrap it, wrap these dangling plot up episode. Yeah, but it's dangling plots that were created last episode. 
Well, well, I mean, it, it's sort of wrapping up the whole Megatron is in a coma well, thing that's been going on yeah, since the, Darkness Rising. Since the beginning, but eh, it, it just feels rushed. And it's taken this long, but it feels rushed. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think the I think we would have thought that if they dragged the Bumblebee thing out longer, it would have felt dragged out. I guess. But it's such an yeah, interesting idea. Yeah, I can idea. see that being like something with just sort of pointless suspense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, if as close quarters as they live in, someone would notice pretty quickly. And I'm sure Megatron didn't want to be stuck in Bumblebee's body, sitting there listening to Raph talking about <laughs> showing him this laptop he's saving up for. Where's he getting money to save up for yeah, a laptop? Is, a good, like, is he transferring it from banks he's hacking into? <laughs> He'd have to, because it's not like he has any after-school job or anything. One, he's way too young. No, Two, I he's wonder, always at the Autobot base. Well, I wonder, is like... Is like the government paying him a stipend via Agent Fowler, so they can all tell their, their parents that they have a job. Well, if they're doing something like that, why <laughs> wouldn't they just give him a new laptop up front? Well, because that would be too obvious, and maybe it's not like a big stipend. Uh, it, it just, Honestly, yeah. if if I had a twelve-year-old kid and they told me that a government agent was giving them a job and gave them giving them expensive things like laptops i would be deeply concerned yeah i mean it's probably you know it's probably like a shell company you know they're working for vandalay industries or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm sure that it's you know it, it's through some sort of shell corporation with a very innocuous name you know kind of like all those uh all those ones that uh, all those businesses that cobra controlled Yes. But I mean, they they would need to see some proof to prove that he had not just found some sugar daddy. Well, yes. And then Fowler shows up as the sugar daddy. Yes. Hi, I'm giving your little boy money for government things. Bye. (laughs) He just flies around his helicopter. Weird. Have some expensive presents. Yeah, he's probably just, you know, it's like a, he's allegedly doing tech support or something. Yes. Which just gives me frightening ideas. It's like, okay, if they're giving money to Raph and Jack, which means they're also giving money to Miko, what horrible things has she bought? Oh my god. I mean, guitars, well, yeah, apparently. Guitars are probably all broken now. I suppose that, that could be half the money. Yeah. She just keeps buying guitars and breaking. Or she's just always on, you know, she's always on her phone. Maybe it's just like a really good data plan. Maybe. I mean, back then. Well, it's not like she could spend it on cell phone games and things back then, really. Yeah, that's true. They didn't have those. Well, we're going to see the limitations of 2011 cell phone technology in the next episode. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, that is Out of His Head. We will be back uh, next week, but until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted by iconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with our hosting expenses and other things. Uh, That is at patreon.com slash iconunderground. Uh, David and I actually did an episode of Icon Underground Radio. Hey, we're, we're back. Uh, and we Kinda. are looking to 
to do another one at, at some point uh, soon so we can watch the rest of the Titans Return Machinima. Uh, yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> it's somehow better and worse than the first season. Uh, it's not available in Canada. Lucky you. Really? Yeah, I don't think we get the, the Machinima or whatever that is. Oh, you don't have it on YouTube? Because I, I heard they put ended up putting oh, it on YouTube. Okay. That's well, how I watched. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to pretend that we still don't get it. <laughs> Please do not disabuse <laughs> me of this notion. In your region, like like rush videos are blocked different regions. It's yeah, yeah, region locked. That's 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 the thing. Yeah. Yes. So that would be weird. I think there was something about like them posting it to other regions on their Tumblr account. Oh. And then some of it being on YouTube, but I just downloaded the Go90 app. But but yeah, that's the thing you can go and download and listen to, and hopefully we'll have another one updated before too long. At some point. Uh, you know, all the stuff going on with Lost Light should be exciting. Yeah. All right. So uh, until next time, when we uh, when we enter the depths of the Shadow Zone, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David. Rather go to the spiral zone. I should probably go get some water. Okay, save. Do do do. And the next episode is of our official fiftieth episode, Ooh. but this is actually probably more exciting. Well, counting the, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. episodes and things, yeah. it'd be mm-hmm. like actually maybe one is sixty at this point. Well, our Patreon episodes too, mm. and if we count the Icon Underground, we're well over two hundred. But for official episodes, one fifty. Uh, okay, I'm gonna close that. I'm gonna start a new one. Alright, I am gonna go get some water or something, and I'll be right back. Okay. Uh. Uh. Ooh, teeny.